This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, September 9th, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. Russia has depleted many of its military resources in its unexpectedly protracted war on Ukraine. So they've turned to North Korea to help supply their fighting forces. Should that change the calculus for the United States as it prepares to send even more supplies to Ukraine? Cato's Jordan Cohen comments. First, give us the details of this uh, deal that uh, Russia has struck with North Korea with regard to transferring weapons. Yeah, so parts of the deal are unknown. The U.S. kind of hasn't revealed the information it has. But what we do know is North Korea is probably going to send ammunition that is usable with Russian launchers already. And that will give Russia the ability to kind of restock up on this kind of non-precision guided ammunition. How is Russia in this position where they have to receive weapons from a, a country that, you know, for whom weapons are a massive uh, fraction of their economy? Yeah. So really, there's kind of three things that led up to this. First, international sanctions and then supply chain issues more broadly have made it difficult for Russia to get ammunition into Ukraine. Second, one of the countries you would think they could rely upon, China, is refusing to send ammunition. And third, the artillery rocket systems, the HIMARS, that the United States sent to Ukraine in June have been really effective, and Ukraine is using them to destroy Russian command posts, ammunition dumps, and supply depots. Uh, The numbers right now are they've used them to destroy over 350 of those. You might think that Ukraine has no particular beef with uh, North Korea, but certainly that changes now if it wasn't already the case. Yeah, I mean, I think policymakers in both the United States and Ukraine and really all over the West knew Russia was eventually going to get to this point. Just because the countries that can send them ammunition they can use are very limited. It's basically Iran, Syria, a few countries in Central Asia, and North Korea. And so everybody kind of knew this was going to happen. I think what Ukraine's concerns, like the Ukrainian government's concerns, are going to be more with is the fact that now Russia is going to have more ammunition, less so that North Korea, which is this country that beyond this has nothing really to do with Ukraine, is now an adversary. To what extent does this speak to a lack of preparation that Russia had with respect to this conflict? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't think Russia at the outset thought the United States would be sending these advanced artillery rocket systems to Ukraine. And those have been really effective since June. Additionally, Russia's precision-guided weapons have just been fairly ineffective, which means they need to use so-called dumb weapons or weapons that aren't guided by munitions. And to do that, they need to get those weapons to the front lines. And that's really difficult if Ukraine from a distance can just shoot rockets at those weapon supplies. The United States is planning an additional I don't know what number this is, an additional package of aid uh, that involves military aid to Ukraine. You know, given the weapons transfers that we uh, are now uh, expected to see from North Korea, should the U.S. be rethinking its position in uh, continuing to assist Ukraine militarily? So I think there's kind of two different questions there. I I don't think this is a great threat from North Korea. They're not going to send ballistic missile systems because Russia can't actually use North Korea's systems. I I think the question about military aid in general needs to be asked by the Biden administration and that how much longer is this going to go on for, right? Lockheed Martin is saying they can produce these 
rockets that Ukraine is using for the next 30 years, in the words of Lockheed Martin. And right now they're turning about out about 7,500 of these rockets here, uh, and, and they, they are trying to increase that number. So the question is, how long is the U.S. really willing to sit this out if countries are starting to send weapons to Russia, which beyond North Korea really has not happened yet? Uh, what, I've spoken about this with Eric Gomez, uh, our colleague as well, and one of the things that he viewed as a fairly reasonable um, and unpleasant possibility was that the U.S. would provide to Ukraine weapons that would allow them to reach uh, more deeply into Russian territory. Um, what, do, what do you see as the risk there, and, and has Ukraine done that to a large extent? So, yeah, the U.S. is providing that type of weapon. And yes, I think it's an enormous risk. And I think it's a risk beyond just what if the Ukrainian military decides to get really aggressive and go after Russia, right? Now, all of a sudden, members of the Ukrainian military are trained on these weapons. So it does not even need to be a country-level strategic decision, which is, to me, less of a threat because the U.S. could intervene. But it could just be a rogue group in the military decide this could be a month from now, three years from now, it could be whenever, decide to use these weapons to strike Russia. And then you have a problem on your hands because a U.S. weapon has now hit Russian territory. It was shocking to me, at least, to see the degree to which Russian military forces, their capabilities were depleted over the uh, initial months of this conflict. Absent some sort of radical and unforeseen event, it appears as if this conflict is just going to continue for a long time. And the United States, of course, playing a fairly key role in supplying Ukraine militarily. Absolutely. I think this conflict doesn't have a clear end in sight. I think room for negotiations have become increasingly difficult as the conflict has gone on. And we may just be in for a very long stalemate for, I think we're talking a matter of years, not months. So what should the U.S. policy be with respect to assisting countries that with whom we are friendly against countries with whom we are not friendly? It depends on the risk assessment, right? So when you support Ukraine with defensive weapons, it didn't seem like Russia cared much. Russia is seemingly caring more now, and the risk there is, okay, does Russia go nuclear? Or, or not even that, do they escalate the war to a degree that it becomes a problem for the United States? I think that the U.S. should always be careful about what the weapons they're sending are, but also who is receiving the weapons. In Afghanistan in the 80s, right, the weapons we were giving ended up going to al-Qaeda. This is, seems right now to be less of a problem, but that doesn't mean it will be less of a problem in five to 10 years. And what else? I think North Korea, like what North Korea gets from this is food, fuel, and ammunition systems, and it probably signals a much longer relationship between North Korea and Russia in regards to the arms trade. Jordan Cohen is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Please give a rating to the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.